The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme and Happy New Year. I'm sure you're so sick of hearing that in every work email that you've received, but I actually mean it. I feel like this is going to be a really good year and I don't know. I just, I feel it in my bones. So I'll start with a few um, write-ins. We have a few different emails and one person DM'd this in. So they said, I read my boyfriend's texts this weekend. They weren't bad, but a lot of guy talk about women's bodies, like she's hot or I'd buck her. And then some old texts to exes. She says, I know it's on me for reading his texts, but it got me thinking. So wondering if you have any podcasts on trust or reading texts or guy talk or anything in the realm. Um, so I really refuse to go through a partner's phone unless they've given me like a serious reason to. And even if they have, I I really don't want to do it because you're never going to find something positive. I will say that I have never seen a current partner saying to someone she's hot or I'd fuck her. And if I did, I would be livid and I would be probably done but that's why you can't read someone's phone because it's very possible that in some point in my life when I was in a relationship, I saw someone and said, he's hot or something along those lines. Um, However, in terms of it just being disrespectful to women, that's a whole other issue. And again, I would also be livid. I think, you know, I think it's like, it's a maturity thing. I think mature people, guys, girls, you know, over like nearing 30 should not be saying that kind of stuff, especially if they're in a relationship and they're respectful to their partner. I just don't think that that's nice and I don't think that it's necessary. But I do think that you should be in a relationship where you have trust not to read your partner's text. Because I feel like if you don't have that, then it's not good. Trust is one of the most important things in a relationship. And if you don't have trust, you don't have the fundamentals to be in a relationship. So I would say if you find yourself wanting to look at your partner's phone more than once in the entirety of your relationship, that's a red flag for sure. So just be careful of of things like that. And then um, going back to your emails. So I haven't gotten to any of these emails, which I'm really sorry and sad about, but I have had, um, I had been on break, so I was trying not to be too on my emails, but let's see. This is called Men Are Garbage, Boston. Um, Oh, it's just a conversation. The guy said, do you got plans tonight? Girl didn't answer. She said, never caught your name also. Allow me to redeem myself with a proper introduction. She said, my name is blank. He said, and mine is blank. Like it says on the football. Ha ha. Very nice to meet you. Did you have a good remainder of your Sunday? Then two days later, would love to grab a drink and catch up if you're around. Then a month later, fourth time's a charm. Come to Lincoln. They're having a special on Blake's hard cock and eggs today. 
what the fuck? I don't know. That's insane. I'll get, I got to get back to her. Okay. Another wonderful woman um, says, hey, should I text my ex-boyfriend for his birthday? Some backstory. He has a new girlfriend, but I feel like I would want him to text me for my birthday. We broke up because of distance two years ago and have seen each other for dinner, drinks, etc., and have been in touch until recently. This past August, we hooked up and I didn't want to have sex. And his response was, sorry for thinking you might want casual sex. I cried and said to him, we would never find anything more special than what we had. I didn't talk to him since. And in that small amount of time, he got a girlfriend who works at his company. One, is it bad that I want to text him or would I feel like I have the upper hand if I didn't text? It's not bad that you want to text him. Our instinct is to want to reach out to someone, you know, if we care about them and we happen to have an opportunity to do that, whether it's a holiday or a birthday. But I don't think that you should reach out to him, not because it gives you the upper hand, just because like it's it's a moving on thing. If you text him, then maybe he's going to expect a text from you every year on his birthday. And maybe that's just not going to end. And maybe you'll be your mind will be consumed like looking forward to his birthday text or when you can text him. And that's just not healthy for moving on. So I would say don't. And then your second question, you said, why does it feel like I'm always in competition with him? I think just because you feel in competition is why you shouldn't text because it's kind of giving the message like, I, you know, I give up. And why are you still thinking about him? I mean, you're probably thinking about him because you haven't moved on yet and you haven't found something that is substantial like that to compare to this relationship. So I hope that's helpful. Okay. There's two more. This is called, should I feel bad? Also, what the fuck? (laughs) So I have this ex-boyfriend who is kind of odd. We broke up in April of 2017. And then I started talking to someone who went to college with me, who I then started dating and still am 13 months later. My ex randomly wouldn't stop texting me last summer and my boyfriend got annoyed. So I told him I had a boyfriend and that texting me like this wasn't appropriate. He kind of went into a panic mode and continued to text me and ask if we could meet up. He has asked if I could give his sweatshirts back because he quote unquote needed them. So I dropped them off at his house and he begged me to come inside to talk. I didn't because one, I have a boyfriend and two, I didn't at all care about what he had to say. It wouldn't have changed my mind on my current boyfriend at all, so it seemed like a waste of my time if I had agreed. I texted him later and asked that he respect my relationship now and me and leave me alone. He continued to reach out via Snapchat and Instagram, and when I kind of flipped on him, he said, okay, you'll never hear from me again. My friends went to the same school as him. We graduated. He's a year younger, and he introduced them to his girlfriend this past spring. Fast forward to about a week and a half ago, we saw each other at a hometown bar before Christmas and didn't say hi to each other or anything, which was fine with me. Um, I never planned on saying hi anyway. He gets under my skin because he cheated on me in high school several times and I just went through a lot mentally. 100% better now, but had to let go of the mental state I was put in. He texted me on Christmas Eve night saying he was sorry for not saying hi and he hopes my family and I have an awesome Christmas. Our families were really good family friends before we started dating and they are pretty good, still pretty good family friends. I just never see him. I guess my question is, why is he reaching out when he's a girlfriend? 
And should I feel bad about not responding to his text saying Merry Christmas to your family? Something about about it feels guilty to me and I feel like he might have been in his feels and didn't have any intentions but to spark up a conversation if I answered. I don't know, so weird and I want to get a better understanding of this. And then her PS is that she actually accidentally sent this to my manager, Rana, before sending it to me, which is hilarious. Um, Cool, yeah, so... I understand this completely. I feel like I've been in similar situations. I think, you know, it's really hard when you've been cheated on. It's it's hard to figure out how to act after that and to, you know, be true to yourself, but also respect yourself. And I think this is like a, a big wo- like woman thing that we feel guilty not responding to a guy's text sometimes. Whereas like they would never feel guilty not responding to our text most of the time. And we feel guilty because, you know, we were raised and and taught to be like to be appeasing and to be, you know, kind and sweet and there for people. And so of course you feel guilty and that's normal. I, I didn't say hi to my ex at an event a few weeks ago and I feel guilty and there's no reason for me to feel guilty. So it's it's really normal, but I think the reason he reached out to you is probably you're right. He is in his feels. He was home. He was thinking about you. Maybe you're the one that got away. Maybe he's regretting having cheated on you and not treated you with respect back in the day. And um, that's okay for him to have those feelings, but you don't have to respond to them. Okay, this is a guy. He said, was wondering if this is a ghost text or if she's holding it to the future. Both of, both of us are in college and she got out of a year-long relationship two months prior. We've been seeing each other for a month and she stayed over every weekend, was receptive and was interested in me before I knew. Should I wait until next semester to hit her up or just not bother? In the conversation, she said, kind of sucks. I might have to leave later. I have a lot of blah, blah. Also, I don't mean to just hate you with this, but I've been kind of figuring stuff out and I really do enjoy spending time with you, but I do want to be straight up with you that I don't think I'm in a place right now to continue at the moment, not as friends. And I just want to be straight with you about that. Then he said, yeah, no worries. I understand. Thanks for letting me know. Um, I don't think it's a ghost text. I think if anything, it's like she's being a stand-up person and reaching out, which is really nice and sweet and being honest with you about how she feels. But I do think that in between the lines, she's saying like, I'm not interested in, you know, being more than friends at the moment and you have to respect that. Okay. I'm going to the eye doctor and I will come back and do the rest of this episode soon. Hope you guys are enjoying the episode. Just wanted to let you know some of my new year's resolutions, one of which is to be my healthiest self and I know that I just feel better and more energized when I'm eating the right things. And it's not easy to stick to a resolution, but when you have Saqqara, it makes it so much easier because Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on wellness and they have organic ready-to-eat meals made with powerful plant-based ingredients and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and make your skin better, which it has done for me. Thank God. And they have a menu. It's curated. It's breakfast, lunches, and dinners. It changes weekly. You can swap out if there's something you don't like. 
but everything is delicious, especially the breakfast, which are my favorites. And along with delicious meals, Saqqara also has daily wellness essentials like the supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. To boost results, try the best-selling metabolism super powder, an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. Seriously, you wake up with a flat stomach. It's like a miracle. So right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to Saqqara.com slash Acme or enter code ACME at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Acme to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Let me know what you think. Hi, new friends. I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. Hey, everyone. I'm back from the eye doctor, partially blind because he dilated my eyes and because I'm going blind just a little bit every year. Anyway, I keep hearing this from guys and I wanted to share it with you all because you are mostly female audience. And for the guys listening, I want them to hear it too. A lot of my my guy friends are telling me that they're really turned off by women who are not motivated and who aren't working. And I know this isn't like a huge surprise, but it kind of is in a way. Like I, I think, you know, times have changed and where there might have been a guy who wanted a stay at home wife, a domestic person, you know, to take care of the kids while they went out and worked. I think that's actually not what, today's man is looking for, at least from, you know, what I've heard from my friends is that it's really a turn on and really cool to find someone that works. And if you don't, then you end up with someone who kind of expects you to pay for everything. And it's, it's just not a good look. So if you're listening and, and you're not working or like motivated to do something and it's not because of disability, I think you should think about maybe finding that passion, not just to find guys, but for yourself because it's really cool and it's really attractive to to people to know what you're doing, what you're interested in, um, and to have that be a passion for you in your life. So I just wanted to share that with you just because I think that that could be helpful. It might be something you already know, but... Maybe it's not. Going back to the questions from Instagram, someone asked how to get over a six-month fling that just ghosted. Well, what did you ever define? Like, was were things defined? Because I know you're calling it a fling. I would say, how did we let this get to six months if there were real feelings? And that was the first red flag, unless it was something that you were dictating. Um because, you know, you're left vulnerable. You, The amount of time shows that you care about this person because you, you've spent, you know, this amount of time with them and nothing has been defined. So it's, it's hard. 
it's it's really tough to be in that position where even if you say that you didn't have feelings after the six months, you did. Um, I'm also, I'm listening to this, this episode of Goop that is with John Gottman and his wife, the founders of the, you know, Gottman Institute, and they're really well-known dating experts. And he, um, John is famous for having found a way to predict a divorce or if, you know, a marriage will work out like within the first five minutes and it's a mixture of body language and how you talk to one another and like a few different other things. But I was just listening to it and it's really fascinating. You should check it out after this. Basically, you know, they both say that you don't have to love yourself to find someone else that you could technically work on yourself and find yourself through a relationship. So I thought that was really interesting information. I don't a hundred percent believe it. I think like if you hate yourself, you're not really going to find the best relationship, but it was definitely an interesting listen. Someone asked dating anniversaries counting from the first date or when you define the relationship. I say first date. Definitely. I say this because usually when it's a good relationship after the first date, you're not really thinking about other people and you're not dating other people. But every now and then there are the situations where you might've gone on a first date and then you were dating a lot still. And so it's really, it's up to your moral compass of when you want to define that. Okay. I'm going to go to the back so I don't miss the questions in the back here. Wow. A lot of questions. Do you wish your recent ex a happy birthday? This has come up so much recently. I'm like, is everyone's ex a Capricorn? But apparently. So I would say it depends how it ended. If it ended on good terms on both sides, then yes, wish your ex a happy birthday. It's the right thing to do. But if it ended in a really sad or dramatic way, if they broke up with you and like left you really hurt... You don't need to say happy birthday. Saying happy birthday a lot of the time is an excuse to, and we talked about this in the beginning of this episode, but it's like an excuse to talk to one another. So you don't have to do it unless you really want to talk to one another. Official for six months. Is it a red flag to miss swiping on dating apps or are you just bored? Um, I would say it's probably a red flag. I've never heard of anyone missing dating apps in a relationship before. That isn't to shame anyone who does, but I would say if you've only been dating six months and you're already thinking about what else is out there instead of being excited, that's probably a red flag. If you're thinking about what else is out there after three, four years, less of a red flag. Is it worth it to date someone who lives at home? Yeah, I mean, why not? Obviously, this person wants to save money. Maybe they want to keep their parent or parent's company. So yeah, it's, it's worth it. It's definitely something that you can change. Do guys texting behavior change after the first date to play it cool? I don't think so. I think guys texting behavior changes after the first date because they've met you and they know who you are and they're trying to either match that or 
maybe they're not interested after having met you or more interested. And that's why it changes. These, so, so many people ask questions about Snapchat. Like if you're not best friends with someone on Snapchat, if, if it's red flag, I'm too old to know if that's a red flag, but it sounds like yes. Seeing someone casually slept with his close friend over three years ago, tell him or no. We get this one a lot in different forms and always yes, because the friend is going to tell them and then you're going to look like the bad guy for not having been honest and open when you had the opportunity. So always go into something with honesty and you'll receive honesty back. Is it a red flag if your significant other won't post you on his Instagram, been dating for six months? I would say it depends again on is this person very active on Instagram? Have they posted people in the past? Is this their first relationship? Like where do the hesitations come from? And I think that's something that you can have a conversation about if it's something that's important to you. But I personally, I would love to wait till my partner posts me to post them. But I guess that makes me petty and having too much pride. Significant other asked me to be his partner, but I don't love him yet. Is that normal? It depends how long, how quickly they asked you, but I think that's normal. And we'll do a poll question about this. I think that people think that you should, you know, have it all at once. But I actually think that when you move slowly, not too slowly, but when you move slowly and you get to know each other, it's really nice. And it's not like a binding contract being someone's girlfriend or boyfriend. It's just, I guess, a title. And I think sometimes the develop, the love develops later on. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere and die at 50 or not be able to teleport and die whenever? Um, probably not be able to teleport because I've lived my whole life not teleporting and it's still a nice life, I would say. And also it's like, you don't appreciate places if you teleport to them. It's kind of like, it's like the climb, you know, like it's the climb to get to the place and then you're there and then you're happy because you went through the shit to get to that place. Do you know if your boyfriend is the one or do you not believe in thinking like that? I actually don't believe in thinking like that. Um, I think that you, if you definitely don't think they're the one, that's one thing. But if you're just enjoying them, you're happy. That's, that's all that's important. Talk about being in a relationship with someone with a drinking problem. Well, I can talk about that because I was in a relationship with someone with a drinking problem at some point. And it was really, really difficult. It was really difficult um, because they were very active in their drinking and they didn't see it as a problem. And I'll tell you some red flags to look out for. I mean, by the way, if you're dating someone who has a problem and they are willing to do something about it, that's wonderful and so great. There's nothing like that's amazing. Like what what more could you want? But if you're in the situation that I'm going to explain, then it's bad and and my situation was, you know, my ex was an alcoholic and he was also a gambler, so he would have a bet on every single game that ever happened. And he would drink and drink and drink and he would get into fights. Like he would come home with black eyes. He would 
always want to stay at the bar. He would have a beer when he was just like sitting at home doing nothing. It was always, there was always a drink involved and it didn't have like, you don't have to be drinking from the morning on to be an alcoholic. It's about how much you drink when you do drink and how that changes or affects your personality. And his was extremely affected. He was a totally different person when he drank. I remember he came to our apartment one night or to my apartment rather, and it was 3 a.m. and I was asleep and turn, he turned on all the lights and he was like, hey, baby, I'm home and expecting me to be so happy. And I was so not happy. But his problem was so severe that I couldn't react to him doing that. I had to be like, oh, hi, like, let's go to bed. Because if I had reacted, he would have lost it and possibly been violent because he was so not himself when he drank. So I think it. I think it's really, really hard. However, I think if you're with someone who's sober or plans to get sober or at least is aware of their addictiveness or maybe has hit a rock bottom, then you're in much better hands because this is someone who's self-aware, who wants to change, who wants to be better, who's taking actions and steps to, to be a better person. So I think if it's the latter, you're fine. If it's the former, if there are those red flags, if you resonated with any of them or just feel like your partner becomes this like person that you don't want to be around or that you don't admire by any means when they're drunk, um, that's, that's something to think about. How soon can I date again after engagement ended? As soon as you're ready. The question, the answer to how soon you can date again is always when you're ready. Um, unless, you know, unless you're very thoughtful and it's when, when you wouldn't be hurt if they dated. But you have to think about yourself and if you're ready to do this, then do it. Maybe you'll go out. Maybe you'll find out that you're not ready. But if you feel like you can get through a date and smile and actually enjoy it, then start going out. Do you ever catch yourself nagging your partner and how do you stop it? Yes, all the time. I think it's it's a terrible quality um, and it's it's really hard. But I think that if you're in the right partnership, your partner knows what is going to make you want to nag them or not. Like your partner is going to make sure that they're not doing the things that really annoy you. And if that's the case, then you'll be nagging them less. I would say to try to stop it, think to yourself, am I going to care about this in a week? And if the answer is no, then you need to move on. Somebody asked, thoughts on whether it can work to get back together after a healthy breakup. Here's the thing. There can be healthy breakups and they're incredible. I, not incredible, sorry. They're better than toxic, horrible breakups. But I will say there's a reason that you broke up most of the time. And I tried to get back together with someone I broke up with once. And it was almost like a week into it that I realized why I broke up with him in the first place. There's always a reason, no matter how amicable it is, there's always a reason. So I would say it's not worth it. But if you really want to, go for it. After a first date, when should the date reach out by to plan the next. I would say like that night or the next day, no more than 24 hours. I think after 24 hours, it's probably a red flag. How to deal with someone telling you they can't see you anymore because an ex popped up. 
It sucks. I mean, it, it just sucks that whatever you were building with this person, they're throwing away for some for someone that either got rid of them once or they got rid of once. It's they're making a mistake most of the time. So instead of, you know, freaking out at them, just be like, okay, I wish you the best, you know, because the reality is that that might not work out and they might try to come be with you again. And that's just the way that the world works. And maybe not, maybe they'll end up with this ex and be really happy. But I think it's important that you react in a mature and nice way because I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to tell you this. I know you preach waiting, but do you ever hear of sex early on turning into something real? I do if it's not, if the people aren't going into it trying for something real. Sometimes it'll start off as sex and then they'll be like, oh, well, actually, you know, I like this person and and that's how it happens. Like in um, the No Strings Attached movie or Friends with Benefits. Is a year of dating too soon to move in together? I think this really depends on your age. If you're almost 30, probably not too soon. If you're 25 and and younger, probably definitely too soon. But if it feels right, then it feels right. Is it normal to not want to go out with someone because of their job? If their job shows that they're not motivated or if they've been complacent in their job, yes. But if you just don't like their job and feel like they should be making more money, no. Do you watch The Bachelor? So funny, I watched it last night for a little bit. It was the first episode of the season. I think Peter is super hot. He's a Leo. He definitely has charm. But I think that he's going to go for that girl, Hannah Ann, who isn't good for him necessarily. But I don't know. I literally just started watching. Um, I think he just thinks she's hot. But I looked her up and she's a Taurus. Taurus and Leo are not always a great match. But you never know. This might be the girl of his dreams. She might be a wonderful person. I feel like she might have had fillers or Botox done or a nose job. And I just like prefer natural. But I feel like a lot of Leos, you know, just like hot. And so if she's hot and that works for them, amazing. I also think it's so funny. I was watching with my 12-year-old cousin and she was like, wait, so they just go on like all these dates. Like how how come he gets to date so many girls? And I was like, yeah, when you put it that way, it's a fucking insane show. But thank God that The Bachelorette exists. X of six months texted to say happy new year and ask how I'm doing. Why interested or just nice. If they broke up with you, they're probably just being nice. But if you broke up with them, they're probably interested. I would say if I had to guess. And then I just want to tell you guys that we have a lot of really good upcoming events happening. We've got January 28th in DC at City Winery. We've got uh, March 19th at City Winery in Nashville. We have an event that I'm about to announce February 6th in the city with Serena Kerrigan. It's going to be a Q&A at WeWork. Really exciting. Tickets are not on sale yet, but will be soon. And also I wanted to let you know, I read two really good books over the break. I read Three Women and I read An Anonymous Girl. I highly recommend both of them. They were thrilling. It took me two seconds to get through them. And I would love to do some sort of book club on Three Women. So if you're listening and that's something that we can do with you involved somehow, let me know. And 
Yeah, that's it. Stay tuned for more events. We've got tons of mixers all the time. If you follow us on Instagram, you will find out about them. And if you want to get on our email list so you can find out about mixers right, you know, when they happen or when they're scheduled, you can go to wemetatacme.com and sign up for a newsletter. So thank you guys all for listening. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And I'm looking forward to a new year with all of you. And write us a review. We're almost at a thousand reviews. And if we get a thousand reviews, I will do some sort of giveaway because I'll be so fucking happy. So you can write us a review. Even if you hated it, you could say I said um too much. Just write something. Love you. <laughs>